Hello, friends, and welcome to the Foundation Worldview Podcast, where we seek to equip you to get the kids in your care to carefully evaluate every idea they encounter and understand the truth of the Christian worldview. I'm your host, Elizabeth Urbanowitz, and I'm thrilled that you've joined me for another episode of the Foundation Worldview Podcast. Today, our question says, how do you teach children to treat others as image bearers of God? And I love this question because it's so foundational in how we live our lives, you know, how we view those around us. And as Christians, we know that each and every human is an image bearer of the Holy God. So teaching our children to treat others as image bearers is key. And now one mistake that I think we frequently make in the Christian community is we try to change behavior before first trying to change belief. And so if we want our children to have the right behavior, we first need to make sure that we establish the right belief. And now this is a pattern that we find throughout scripture. When you read most of Paul's letters, the instructions for how to live usually actually come in the second half of the letter. The first half of most of Paul's letters is all theology. What is the truth about who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And then once we have an understanding of that, how do we live in response to that? So when we think about the truth that we are all image bearers of the Holy God, we need to make sure that our children, one, understand that truth and then really understand the implications of that truth. So the first thing that I would recommend doing, it might seem very simple and straightforward, is just read through Genesis 1, 26 through 28 with your kids. If you're working with older kids, like ages eight on up, just read those verses and then say, okay, I want, I want us to talk about how is it that God has created humans? And there's a lot in that passage, Genesis 1, 26 through 28. It talks about being image bearers. It talks about being male and female. It talks about the responsibility of stewarding creation. So there's a lot in those passages to unpack. If you're working with uh, teens or even just adolescents, one thing you can do with Genesis 1, 27 is it's actually poetry and it's parallel lines of poetry where it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And you can look how in each line, there's the image of God and then God creating. And then God creating and the image of God. And then in the third line, the image of God is actually replaced with male and female. So if you're working with older kids or teens, you can actually show them that parallel structure within the lines of poetry, showing them that look at male and female is directly linked to being created in God's image. Now that doesn't mean that God is male or female, but it does mean that we as his image bearers are specifically designed as male or female. With little ones, if you're working with little ones, who need their bodies involved, like kids seven on younger, what you can do is you can read those verses and say, okay, every time these verses say something about how humans were created, I want you to jump up and spread out your arms. And then we're going to stop and we're going to talk about how were humans created. And so you can have that conversation then, you know, every time when it says, you know, image of God, they're going to jump up, you know, and then male and female, they'll jump up. 
so that they just get their bodies involved thinking about how did God create humans? Okay, so that's just laying the foundational biblical truth. Then everything we do after that, we need to also talk about the implications of that. So the implications of that we see from verse 28 that we are God's representatives on earth. That means that we reflect certain of God's attributes or his qualities to all the rest of creation. Now, if you're working with little ones, a great book to get to discuss this is The Attributes of God for Kids by Lydia White. It goes through God's incommunicable attributes, the attributes that he alone possesses. But then it also goes through his communicable attributes, the attributes that he shares with mankind. And as you read through that book with little ones, you can talk about, oh, so what are some of the ways that you can reflect God through showing these attributes, attributes like kindness and love and justice and mercy. And so those are some of the ways in which we reflect God by actually sharing in certain of his attributes. Now there's other attributes like him being infinite and ever present and all knowing. Those are things that we cannot share with him because he cannot share with us because he's God and we're not. But there are those other attributes that he shares with us and then we reflect him in those ways. So that's a great um, book to go through with little ones. Um, another game that I like to go through with little ones is just showing them pictures of all different type, types of people. In fact, in our um, early childhood worldview curriculum um, that we have out at Foundation Worldview, this is an activity we have the kids do in unit three, where we'll show them pictures of people from different countries, people with different skin colors, people of different ages. We'll show them a picture of an ultrasound. We'll show them a picture of someone with a broken leg. We'll show them a picture of someone who's running. We'll show them a picture of someone who has Down syndrome. And then we'll mix in with those pictures, you know, pictures of animals, pictures of plants, pictures of, you know, bodies of water, things like that. And then every time they see a picture that's an image bearer, they have to throw up their arms and yell image bearer, just so they're getting in the habit of seeing, oh, every human being is an image bearer with older kids. We can have these conversations about what attributes does God share with us. That book, Attributes of God for Kids, it is written for younger children, but you can even use it on up to fifth grade because kids can read it on their own and just talk about, okay, what are some of those attributes that God shares with us that then we can reflect to others as his image bearers? And then actually get into practical discussions for how does this truth impact the way that we live our lives. We can talk with our kids about how do we treat others in different situations. We can model this for them. For example, when someone cuts you off in the middle of traffic or does something dumb on the road, you know, rather than, you know, becoming frustrated or shouting out in anger, we can say, oh my goodness, I am feeling really angry right now. But you know what? That person that just cut me off, that's an image bearer. So we can model that for our kids. We can talk about, you know, how do you treat someone on the playground? who's unkind to you? Or how do you treat the new kid at school or at church? Or how do we treat our next door neighbor? You know, what are the implications of this? Also, we can bring this up in situations where we're disciplining them. You know, the reason that I'm disciplining you is because I love you. You're an image bearer of God. That's why I'm being careful in how I'm disciplining you and careful in the way that I'm treating you and loving you. But bring that up, you know, in, in discipline situations. Then even in talking about, okay, so who are the people that we care for? Do we just care for the people that are kind to us? 
Or do we care for everyone? Do we care for the people who are kind to us? The people who are not kind to us? Do we care for people who are disabled? Do we care for babies even before they're outside of the womb? And with little ones, this can be a really easy conversation to have because, you know, they get very easily angered, you know, when somebody doesn't treat them fairly on the playground. So to have that conversation, you know, when somebody cuts in front of you on the slide, you know, you might need to tell an adult because that child shouldn't be doing that, but you can still treat them kindly because they're an image bearer. When you're talking with older children, you know, how do we talk to others and how do we talk about others when they're not there? How do we make sure that our conversation is treating them like an image bearer? If you're talking to teens, you know, when they're starting to get interested, you know, in the opposite sex, talk about, okay, how do we treat those who we're attracted to? How do we, you know, if you go out on a date with someone, how do you treat them because they're an image bearer? You know, when it comes time to have conversations, you know, more serious conversations about pornography, it might seem like a crazy connection. Like, what, why are we talking about pornography in this, you know, in this podcast on the image of God? Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons why pornography is sinful. It is sinful because of the lust element and because anyone who engages in pornography is lusting after and engaging in lust after someone who is not their spouse. But it's also the exploitation of someone, some people who are image bearers of the holy God, whether those people are being exploited against their will or whether those people are willfully being exploited, watching a sexual act by someone who is not our spouse, who is an image bearer is just an exploitation of that person. So if we can actually bring it to that deeper level for our teens and helping them see, you know, this isn't just about you avoiding lust. This is also about you avoiding exploiting other image bearers of God. So once we've laid that foundation and then we've talked about, okay, what are the implications? Then we need to practice actually as a family, practically living this out. And I mean, this, this can be done in really simple ways, you know, having people over for dinner regularly, just showing our kids, modeling for our kids, training our kids that other people are important. Yes, we have a busy schedule. Yes, we have a lot of things in our lives, but you know what? Our neighbors, our church family, they're worth it. They're worth investing in. They're worth cooking a meal for. They're worth giving up, you know, an evening of our time. You know, we can do things like serving our neighbors, you know, going and mowing their lawn. Just last week, I was away for almost the entire week doing training at a school. And when I came back, my my yard was mowed. And that was like the hugest blessing to me that someone from my missional community group at church knew that I was away, came over, mowed the lawn, weed whacked, edged. You know, it was such a blessing. You know, so this is something we can do for others. You know, go over and mow a neighbor's lawn. You know, visiting an elderly person at church, whether they're a shut-in or whether they're in the nursing home. I know this was something my mom modeled for me and my siblings so well when we were growing up that once a week there was an elderly man who we didn't really even know very well ahead of time. My mom knew him better because she had been going to the church for longer um, than we had, but he was in the nursing home. And once a week after school, my mom would pack us up, you know, bring a snack with us. And we would go and we would visit this man in the nursing home and we would just get to know him, you know, and just spend time with him because he didn't have anyone else visiting him. You know, we can make a meal for people down the block. We can make a meal for a family at church. Just look for who is in need. How could we treat them as an image bearer. 
we then need to make sure that we're forgiving others, you know, that we're not letting a root of bitterness grow in our heart, you know, making sure that when we sin against others, that we ask for forgiveness. This is something we need to model for our children and require of them. You know, we also need to share the gospel with others. We need to share the good news of Jesus with those around us who do not know him. So this would be my recommendation, you know, for equipping our kids to understand how to treat others as image bearers. First, we need to lay that foundation biblically where we're reading those passages with our children so that they understand the theology behind this. Then we need to discuss the practical implications. You know, what does it mean that every human is an image bearer of God and how should we then treat them? And then actually modeling how we treat others. And we need to be very, very intentional. And, you know, the patterns that we set with these children when they're in our homes, even if they don't enjoy them at the time, you know, even if they roll their eyes, these are patterns that are going to stick with them for the rest of their lives. I was just talking about this earlier this morning with a friend. We were talking about how a lot of times, you know, young moms, like they'll just kind of, you know, hide themselves away for six months. You know, and I know, you know, giving birth is, can be a traumatic experience. It takes a long time to heal from that. But sometimes people hide themselves away for longer than necessary, just feeling like they need to do a ton of self-care where what we were talking about is, you know, how impressed we are with the young moms who actually get out and are actually actively seeking to serve others. And I was telling this friend, you know, how impressed I was with my sister that, you know, very shortly after she had her first child, you know, she was out again, serving the body of Christ, you know, being a blessing to others. And when I asked her about that, I was like, you know, how are you doing this already? And why are you doing this? And she's like, well, that's just what mom modeled for us. You know, she just strapped us in, in the front pack and she took us to serve others. And so these things that you're doing as you are treating others as image bearers of the holy God, your children are going to see that. And these are going to be patterns that they're going to develop and Lord willing, hold on to throughout the rest of their lives. Well, that's a wrap for today. But as always, as we leave this time together, my prayer is that God would continue to bless you as you intentionally disciple the children he's placed in your care. I'll see you next time.